Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. What we are living through is a time of great upheaval. Firstly, because we are witnessing, and not just since this summer, but over the past few years, the end of what we might have seen as abundance. And for those who enjoyed it, it is also the end of a carefree time. Our freedom, the liberty to which we have grown accustomed to in our lives, has a price, and sometimes when we have to defend it, we have to make certain sacrifices as we fight to defend it. Stand to CNN, very important news for the U.S. economy, the nation's gross domestic product. That just means how much the economy mm -hmm. grew or shrank. Well, it declined less than previously thought in the second quarter of this year. It was revised up from negative 0.9% to negative 0.6%. That might not sound like much, but it is better than expected. It does still show, though, that our economy is shrinking. CNN Chief Business Correspondent Christine Romans joins us now with more. And we've often seen revisions like this sure. uh, with jobs figures, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes in both directions, sometimes in a positive direction. What's the significance of the revision here? It means the economy is less lousy in the second quarter than we mm -hmm. thought. And in fact, consumer spending and corporate profits were stronger. And that is an underpinning here of the U.S. economy. When you look at quarter by quarter by quarter, you can see two quarters in a row of a shrinking U.S. economy, but shrinking much, much less in the second quarter than in the first quarter. And, you know, some of these other more recent, this is rear view mirror looking, right? This is the second quarter. We're already into the third quarter. And some of the early data for the third quarter, these monthly reports are showing a pretty Pretty strong picture for the consumer. Um, so the third quarter is quite likely going to be positive. Of course, as you know, when you have two negative quarters, that begins the discussion about whether or not you're in a recession. And guys, it's just not an easy call. There are so many conflicting, conflicting figures okay. out there. I mean, you look okay. at jobless claims, okay. for example. It's not conflicting. Put the palm bombs down. I can't take any more of the absurdity. Let me give you the signal there. By the way, welcome. It's Thursday, uh, August, the 25th August year of Roller 2022. Uh, you're in the war room. We're going to do um, economics, capital markets, and geopolitics this morning because this is the tidal wave of reality that's about to wash over you in the audience. And this is going to drive very much what happens in November this year and then what happens afterwards. Um, the signal there was Macron. Remember, Macron just won a victory against the populist nationalist Front National or National Rally, whatever they call themselves today, but the, the populist, the group on the right, not conservatives, but farther right than conservatives. And then he lost, got a sweeping, crushing loss in what essentially their uh, parliamentary vote afterwards. It kind of put restrictions on him. But when he was running, he wasn't talking about the end of abundance, the, the end of the sacrifices that have to be made. It was a totally different happy talk story. And so now 
uh, the leaders of these various nations as they're all about to get turfed out are all singing a very different tune. But here in the United States, where you have a slight change to a, another horrific uh, quarter, not growth, not 2% growth, not 3% growth, not 2.5% growth, but almost one point at negative, and that's including everything, not even getting under the hood. And CNN has the gall to put on a cheerleader with pom-poms again, uh, and, and this has nothing to do with one's gender, because Jim Cramer's got, is the big, he's the head cheerleader with the biggest set of pom-poms, to go in there and say, oh, yeah, it's not that bad, it's really strong, we got all kinds of strong. We're in a depression with working-class people, and Biden yesterday had the audacity, the audacity to pay off, and Larry Tribe, that scumbag who almost came on the Supreme Court, except we defeated Hillary Clinton. Lawrence, Larry Tribe sitting, Lawrence Tribe sitting there, uh, talking about how great it is that uh, that uh, the Harvard students, all his Harvard students, are getting their debt paid off by working class Americans. Another payoff of this illegitimate Biden regime. So we got uh, we're going to do the first hour on a lot of economics, understand exactly where we are in the country, so you don't have to listen to the pablum that's spoon fed to the uh to uh, what they they treat their audience like morons want to go first though you know you talk about in france he's you know macron's sitting there and saying it's the er end of the era of abundance and it's now we're in a, entering an era of scarcity the reason we have an era of scarcity is i keep saying this is not the second law of thermodynamics this is directly related this is directly related to human action and human policy, right? It's directly related to human action and human policy. So, um, wow, breaking news. MTG just got swatted again last night. Is that correct? Okay, we're going to get, maybe we try to track down MTG. Let's, let's see if we can't, yeah, let's, let's see if we can't. It's up on our Twitter. Let's put it up there. Breaking news. And let's get, uh, let's get MTG, see if we can't track her down and get her on here. I digress. Let me get back to my rant. Um, this era of scarcity is all brought up about because of these absurd policies of the global elites that are off the back of the working class. I want to go to, by the way, one place in the world where there is abundance is Ukraine. Why? Because your tax dollars are getting shoveled over there every second of the day. Ben Harnwell, compare and contrast where we are with Ukraine, the rest of Europe, and the world's economy, sir. Good morning, Steve. Well, the news really today is in the juxtapositions between two competing realities. And um, let's go straight to Germany. Um, Denver, if I can have the article, Germany approves energy-saving measures for winter. This is now the, the start of the, the digging in and the preparing. In, in the same way that the two sides along their frontier um, in Ukraine um, are now digging in, embedding themselves in now uh, for, for the stalemate. In exactly the same way, the European capitals are digging in as well uh, to, to steal their own people for the sacrifices that they're going to make. Now, Macron said, yes, he did say that, that France is now facing the end of abundance. Where is he now? He's in Algeria. He's gone to Algeria for three, for three days. Whenever there is a looming domestic, take this, as a, as, take this to the bank, Whenever there is a looming crisis that you have created in your own country, that political leader is going to go abroad and pretend to be a statesman on the world stage. That's where Macron is now, not resolving the issues in France, he's in Algeria. Hold on to that thought, I'm going to come back to it. Right, so in Germany right now, 
the, the, the tragic situation there is that from September, public buildings are going to have their heating limited to a maximum of 19 degrees, turned off completely in entrances, corridors and foyers. Public monuments that have been lit up until now will no longer be lit. And businesses could be banned from keeping their shops illuminated at night. Also in the list of things that might be banned are the public public swimming pool heatings. And here, um, it, rather shocking, is that um, in, in, in the world, in Europe's most developed uh, economy, that the country will give coal and oil cargo priority over passenger travel on railways, meaning passengers will have to wait. So that is the end of abundance in Germany. Let us have a look now at UK. Um, because the news that I think is astonishing, Steve, is that a nursery school um, is now telling children and staff that they will have to wear more clothes to help cut heating costs as businesses are struggling with soaring energy bills. We can't afford to have the heating on all day because it will ruin us, says one um, uh, nursery owner. And the, get this, Steve, the British Chamber of Commerce has called on the government for COVID-style emergency grants to help firms. So what the, what the system told us was an unprecedented one-off to cope with the pandemic, and of course we all knew it wasn't, but we're now, this, is, this is how the system takes us from a failing economy to Venezuela. They're now going to take that precedent and repeat it. What's the same with COVID? It's a synthetic man-made crisis with a a set-to-fail solution. Okay, hold on to the UK. Uh, where is Boris Johnson right now? We saw the, the, the rubbish piling up on the streets in Edinburgh. You'd think this might be a priority for a nation that has some degree of pride on the world stage. Boris Johnson is where would you expect him to be when there's a crisis? He's in Kiev. Um, uh, with the photos of him... Um, Sort of down on the pavement, polishing off his his plaque that they've embedded into the floor, like like the Hollywood Boulevard. And Boris Johnson has, in giving 54 million pounds um, to, to President Zelensky and his oligarchs, has called on Britons to bear higher gas bills as Ukrainians are paying in blood. He said, "We also know that if we're paying in our energy bills for the evils of Vladimir Putin, the people of Ukraine are paying their blood." And what he didn't say, of course, was that it was us, the West, that led Ukraine down the primrose path to its own destruction. Um, and he didn't say that it, the cut that, that Ukraine would have folded within three or four days. The reason it has undergone all this suffering is because we've been arming them to keep them in a fight that they cannot. Those things didn't make it into his remarks. Now, let us have a look, finally, finally, because... We, we, we spoke yesterday on the show, Steve, about Ukraine. We, we spoke, we reminded uh, the war room posse how we'd been covering over recent months the Ukrainians at the beach, the open air rock concerts in Mariupol. Uh, we spoke about the opera, the theatre and the ballet that's now uh, uh, retaken life in, in the cultural uh, capital in Kiev. Um, we spoke a couple of days ago about how the, the soccer, the football league just kicked off um, and normalcy is returning to Kiev. Um, no end of no end of, of, of in Kiev. Where else is there no end of abundance? Well, we have the the, the Economist article here to say uh, that it's also in Russia. 
Why the Russian economy keeps beating expectations. That's their headline. Um, I was particularly interested um, that the economists' analysis of data from a wide variety of sources suggests that Russia's economy is doing better than even the most upbeat forecast predicted. That's a direct quote from the article. As sales of hydrocarbons have fueled a record current account surplus. Um, and I just, I just add on to that in the concluding words of this article, sanctions have had a limited impact on Russian oil output since the invasion. Russia has sold in the region of 85 billion worth of fossil fuels to the EU. Now, this might be a surprise to the economists, but it's not going to be a surprise to the war in posse because they, they, we've been briefed right from the beginning by you, Steve Cortez, Dr. Navarro. You said right at the beginning, right, in, in long expositions, exactly how this was going to unfold. And it is unfolding like that to the very letter. I will close, Steve, with this article in the Daily Telegraph. Putin might just win his giant bet against a fractured West. European leaders now face the unenviable task of persuading their voters that the economic distress they will suffer is a price worth paying. Um, and there we go. And, and I'll just leave with this uh, extract. Putin looks set to win his bet against the fractured West. His calculation on swallowing up Ukraine without NATO intervention sufficient to stop him was based on at least some realities. Now, news for the Daily Telegraph, I can only repeat, we've been on this right from the beginning for six months, Steve. Uh, ben, uh, I just want to ask one last thing before we let you go, is that uh, have there been any more commitments uh, over the last 24 hours from European nations to shovel more money in there? Any any public announcements, any more commitments? And the 57 million that's been pledged by Boris Johnson, but we're not we're not an EU. We're not an EU um, country. Um, right. Some I'm people saying, would say that UK's no, nothing, nothing, nothing. Ben Harnwell, what's your uh, social media? I'm on Getter, Steve. My surname at Harnwell, and I'll be there pushing out the developments as they break. Okay, we're gonna go to break. Uh, Steve Cortez is gonna be there. I want to note that seven more counties in uh, in the sheriffs in counties in Texas declared an invasion on the southern border. They take that up to 17. 17 counties in Texas, invasion of the southern border. We just shipped $3 billion over the Ukraine to protect their Russian-speaking eastern border. Short commercial break. Be back in the warm. Steve Cortez, Dave Bratt, hopefully Dave Walsh, all of it in a moment. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, promo code uh, War Room. It's MyPillow.com. It's time to send them all back to college. you got to bundle them up. You're going to keep the soccer trophies. You're going to give them a pillow. Remember, this is a pillow you can't get at Walmart because Walmart turfed out our own armor-piercing show, Mike Lindell. So you've got everything. you got the sheets. Huge specials on sheets. You get buy one, get one, freeze all across the board. You get towels, sheets, pillows, comforters, everything you need, blankets, biblical uh, blanket, biblical pillow, all of it. Make sure when they go off and you bundle them off to school, make sure that they're fully kitted out, as the British would say. Okay, mypillow.com promo code war room. I want to go to, uh, so Cortez, I don't even know where to start, but let's start. I want to start, I want to go back to the, to the, to the mindless, ridiculous CNN. Here's the thing, too. you got to understand something for the audience. We have enough respect for you that we will actually do the work between shows and, and make sure that you have a real understanding of right. as close to what the math says about the economy. Not They have no respect for their audience. They just shovel crap at them all the time. And here's the thing. When people say, oh, I watch CNN, what do you – and we're, hey, you are 10 times better briefed, as we say – than the guys on CNN, because all they do is get mindless, and I mean mindless, not interesting crap all day long, right. like like MSNBC. There's no reality to any of it. It's all performative. But right. I got to start with Ukraine, because you know the global elites have all focused on Ukraine, and Cortez, we call this, but this is actually more humiliating and embarrassing. But the one thing it has brought up on the energy side is how the elites in these countries kind of thought they could pull this off and now it's right. all cratering around them and now they're running and you think france is bad the german numbers are numbers that i didn't think were possible right. i didn't think were possible and it you're going they're going to have a reckoning by the voters and hey if the voters can't vote them out they're going to overthrow them because this thing is mm-hmm. just not going to i mean this winter is going to be a bitter cold with incredibly high food prices right. and even where they got energy, it's going. They're going to be wrapped up. They're going, they're going to be living like back in the no, see, uh, in in the Middle Ages. Steve Cortez. It, it's a total regression. And listen, winter is coming literally and metaphorically for a lot of places, including the United States. It's going to be much worse, of course, for Europe. But it's pretty. It's going to be pretty bad here as well. So let's not uh, let's not get too cocky about the American situation when we know that one in six American households right now cannot pay, as Bloomberg reported cannot pay their utility bills. They called it, Bloomberg did, a tsunami of shutoffs that is looming here in the United States. But regarding Europe, uh, look, at least France has nuclear power, so it's not quite as vulnerable as Germany is. Germany, let's face it, they effectively made a snotty Swedish teenager their secretary of energy, and they are going to pay a very, very bitter price for that policy, combined with the massive escalation of the war in Ukraine, what should be a regional battle, which has been turned into a global conflagration by the uh, the leaders of NATO, as well as Joe Biden. You know, Macron, by the way, Steve, I, I want to make this point. Macron 
when he said that the it's the end of abundance. I really thought to myself, as somebody who for a living does political messaging, if you work for Macron, how do you message that? I mean, how do you possibly say, oh, we're going to promise you the end of abundance? It's like, instead of a chicken in every pot, we're going to promise you a parakeet in every pot. That's essentially what he's saying. But here's the thing. The powerful and the oligarchs are going to thrive as never before. You know, as Ben Harnwell was saying, I'll tell you one place in Europe that's going to do extremely well, and if anything, is going to do even better than it already has done, and that's Monaco. Because believe me, with $10 natural gas and with nearly $100 a barrel crude oil, the oligarchs of Ukraine, the oligarchs of Russia, the princes of the Middle East, they're all doing just fine. And believe me, they will be having a grand time in Monaco while a few hundred miles to the north, regular folks, working class people are freezing no, in Germany. No. This is, and by the way, this is why we left these guys behind, because Monaco is their big tax haven. They're all going to be down. All the elites are going to be down there whining and dining, loving each other. I mean, it's going to be, you know, devil catch the hindmost. Here's the thing. Let's go back to political messaging for a second, because you're start, you're going to see this in the Biden regime. Macron just ran. He had an existential threat with Le Pen. Right. And by, listen, I think it was a more had been a little more focused and had had the Ukraine situation come up, it would have been Zamora versus Macron. I think Zamora had been the president. Let me just put it right. out there and say it. It's because as much as I love Le Pen, maybe she's not the best on a national scale to go on him uh, uh, after him about the economics. But remember, in his campaign, this is in May. This is less than 90 days ago. I don't remember ever Macron sitting up there and telling the people of France about the end of abundance. Right. I don't remember him telling me you got to. Oh, we're going to have to make. And, you know, he's not going around to the Riviera. He's not going down to uh, all the uh, landed aristocracy. He's not going to the, all the the elites in French society that, that, that the owners of these businesses and all the luxury good businesses. He's not telling them you got to You got to you got to hunker down. He's basically telling the folks, yeah, you know, that's the end of a oh, boom, end of abundance. He was just elected less than 90 days ago. Right. Where was all this? This shows you how blatant they're just in your grill, right? right? No, and this you know is why? A, yeah. And then, hold on. This about this. I'll turn. Hey, this is why. And the Germans are the worst. If you're going to sit there and take it, they're going to continue to run the tables on you. Your your country's mm-hmm. falling off a cliff, and you're just sitting there with the same, you know, m- repeating the same nonsense. You you deserve what you get. Okay, here in this country, I'm proud to say, we have a populist nationalist revolt. Did you see the school boards yesterday throw them out? By the way, NBC News has a massive story we're going to get to in the second thing, that how the Patriot Mobile, the Christian nationalist uh, little uh, you know cellular company promoted by War Room has now swept all the school boards in Texas. You have a populist nationalist revolt. And uh, Europe, it's time for you to arise. You can do it at the ballot box. You're in a parliamentary session. Throw these bums out. It couldn't be clearer. They're, they're, the scam they're running on you, Steve Cortez. Well, and, and you know, listen, Steve, to your point, here's the thing. If Europe chooses not to, if the citizens of Europe choose to suffer this way, these kinds of self-inflicted wounds, guess what? Not our problem. At least it doesn't have to be on our problem. Unfortunately, Joe Biden has made it our problem by getting us so massively involved in the escalation of Ukraine. And you're exactly right when you say, you know where there's plenty of abundance? Among the oligarchs of Ukraine, among the pals of Zelensky. And, you know, Steve, I like to put these numbers in context because I think a lot of folks, if they just hear, okay, we're just saying a billion dollars every few days, three billion dollars every few days, Ukraine, you know, what does it mean? Let's give give a comparison. For example, we're spending right now at a clip of over $10 billion per month. So if this continues, 
We're going to spend north of $100 billion this year in Ukraine. But right now, the, the, the biggest package was $40 billion, that single boondoggle mountain of money that we borrowed to send to Ukraine. For comparison purposes, Steve, for the American audience here, that is the annual budget of the state of Illinois. So think about that. Think about Illinois is a very large, successful state for the most part, right? A busy, big state. Everything that Illinois does, the roads, the schools, the prisons, the courts, the healthcare, everything it does, that's the entire budget of Illinois. We just sent that in just one package over to Ukraine. It is a mountain of money to escalate a crisis in which we have no direct national security interest and a crisis which is making our pre-existing inflation crisis, we already had an inflation crisis because of Joe Biden, but it's making it massively worse. And what's that doing to regular Americans? Again, to bring it home here, as we talked about yesterday, 5.4 million Americans, according to a survey from the Census Bureau of the United States, 5.4 million Americans who are already behind on their rent or their mortgage, they believe they are going to be kicked out of their homes imminently, that they are going to be evicted or foreclosed upon in the next two months. Why? Because of the soaring costs in their life, particularly energy, electricity up 15% year over year in July, and because real wages are crashing in this country. 16 months in a row of declining real wages. And to get back to that gaslighting attempt by CNN, Steve, here's the thing. Sometimes corporate media, let's be honest, sometimes they're successful in gaslighting the American people. Sometimes they can successfully spin the American people. I think they did it at the beginning of the Ukraine crisis. Thankfully, there were people like you who were very bold about saying, wait a second, this is not our fight. Uh, but sometimes they can be successful. But they cannot succeed at fooling people about their own personal economic reality. You simply can't spin that. Everybody knows their bank account. Regular Americans know when they put the credit card in the gas pump, they are cringing. It's a moment of anxiety for regular Americans. They know their credit card balances are exploding. $46 billion in credit debt added in the second quarter of this year, the most in 20 years. So they, they can't be spun on these kinds of kitchen table issues. That's the reality. Now here, there's also political opportunity, right, within this crisis. There always is. Political opportunity for the America First movement, for patriotic populism to step in and say, we have answers to if, solve this. If, and America if, First if, foreign if, policy, if you, onshoring. If you, if, yeah, but if you have, remember, it's Republican votes that got us here. The collaborationist yeah, Republican, the Mitch McConnell Republican, and no offense to President Trump, I understand you're saying he's unacceptable now. He should step down now. But hey, no offense, brother, your 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 corrupt, crooked advisors got you to endorse all of his candidates, essentially. So it's kind of hard to say we got to get rid of him now. He's got the votes. Crapo in in, in Idaho, Moran in Kansas, right. Boozman in Arkansas. We had great uh, potential candidates to go against him, but you endorsed. Mitch's closest buddies. It's kind of hard to say now. I want to go back to a couple of things. Rasmussen poll. Go to my Getter account. I've got the Rasmussen poll up. 85% of the American people, 85%, 85% of the American people don't think the earth is round. I mean, you get, so, so you've got, you can't get consensus 85% or anything. 85% thing inflation is a concern. 50, I think 9% or 56% think it is very big concern. Okay. So inflation is at the top. And you talk about the credit card right before we go to break. As you said, you can't do a direct comparison. But we've added $46 billion. When you're putting that, that card in the in the gas uh, pump and you're pumping, $46 billion added to credit cards with rates about to explode. And that is, that's one package that we sent to the, uh, to, to the Ukraine. Cortez, hang on. Short break. We're going to come back. Got a lot more economics to get to. And by the way, Jerome Powell's last stand... 
not at Custer's National Battlefield, but pretty close, out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We're going to talk all about it when we return in the War Room. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free, no-obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. Do this today. Take action. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We're about to go to Steve Cortez. By the way, we're going to have, just for time, because we got a lot of things that are popping on the show, um, we're going to have Dave Walsh on this evening uh, on the afternoon show to talk about energy. He's got a lot to walk through about how uh, your life's not going to get better, okay, because of policies that are driven by this illegitimate regime and their buddies at the World Economic Forum. Um, also, MTG, we're trying to get MTG at the top of the hour to talk about the second swatting in two nights at her uh, at her house uh, so I want to go back to um, to Cortez first of all talk to me about uh, you've got a lot to go through but before you you take it over and start going through your charts and, and your analysis I just want to go back to the CNN why is that right. just happy talk and why is that spin and in particular the way they presented it sir what's the reality of the economy versus what they present Right. Well, the reality is that we're in a recession at that point really is not debatable anymore. I think the only thing that is debatable is the extent of the recession. And, and I would point to not just the GDP numbers, but the PM, PMI numbers that we've talked about, Purchasing Managers Index. We got the services sector number out this week. It was at 44. Expectations were 49. That would have been bad enough because anything below 50 is recession territory. It's that's contraction. Uh, it massively disappointed at the downside at 44. I would also point out, by the way, again, not to get cocky versus Europe, our PMI number is the worst in the developed world. So the world is doing poorly, but the United States is doing the worst among peer countries. That is a sad reality right now Hang on. Every time I hear these guys, Jim Cramer and all these guys, they talk about, hey, we're doing much better than the rest of the world. No. How, do they, how, do they, how do they, they say this all the time. Right. As support for Biden. How, how do they get away with saying that? 
Yeah. Well, because it, they, because it's pure narrative and it's propaganda. And unfortunately, those business networks, which formerly used to do some pretty good work and used to try to inform investors, uh, they've long ago given up that task and they prioritize propaganda. Look, on both the inflation side, we have nearly the worst inflation in the industrial world. Really, the only place worse is the UK because of how terrible Boris Johnson is. So nearly the worst inflation and the worst, not nearly the worst, the worst PMI numbers in the industrial world. That is the reality right now. So uh, we are worst in show when it comes to the economy on both sides of the equation, prices and growth. That is the stagflationary cycle, the quagmire that Joe Biden has brought us into. By the way, let me show you in chart form here, too, because again, we like data and evidence, uh, not just sloganeering on war room. So let's show chart number one, which is Nordstrom. Nordstrom has absolutely fallen apart. So I was talking about the problems that middle and lower income people are having, right? One in six households can't pay their utility bills, the most basic of all bills that every household pay, uh, confronts in this country. But it's getting to the higher end now, too, because Nordstrom in general has a middle to higher income customer. Nordstrom yesterday said, we are cutting our guidance for the rest of the year. The stock was down almost 20% in a day. 20% is a bear market. A bear market happened in a day. But Nordstrom has been getting crushed for months and months. That chart shows Nordstrom since last November, since roughly the Thanksgiving highs, when a lot of stocks particularly anything that's consumer-facing. And CNN actually mentioned that the consumer is strong. Well, tell that to Nordstrom. That stock has been cut in half. Now, in case anyone out there says, well, maybe it's a Nordstrom company peculiar problem. No, it's not, because these similar warnings and similar-looking charts abound. For example, Kohl's just issued a warning. Macy's just issued a similar warning. Months ago, we talked about the problems for Target and Walmart. They felt it first because middle and lower income people were the first impacted. But my point is now it's spreading to the middle and even the higher end. So the damage to the American economy is widespread. Uh, and look, it's, it's not for without evidence, without cause that the American people are incredibly despondent. According to the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey, we are at the worst levels since the 1950s. I mean, think of all that America has been through, all the crises that we have endured, geopolitical and economic. Confidence has never been lower than it is right now under Joe Biden. That, that, that is not a circumstance or, or, or coincidence. That is because of the actual reality of what Americans are dealing with every day in their lives. And we see it by every important metric out there. And I would also point out, you know, let's, because I, I want to show this too, Steve. Here's what makes me even more worried about how bad the situation is here at home is the fact that China is imploding concurrently. So we have America and China careening into the economic ditch at the exact same time, the two biggest economies in the world. If we show chart number two, this is the dollar versus the yuan versus the Chinese currency. And that chart goes back a year and a half. So as that, as that graph is rising, the dollar is rising in value. The yuan is falling. The Chinese yuan right now is at almost a two-year low. Why? Because property markets in China are falling apart. They have an all-out real estate crisis. Now, some folks out there might say, hey, fine, China's our enemy. We want them to do poorly. And I understand that rationale. But here's the reality. Economically, Steve, we are so intertwined with China right now that when you have the number one and number two economies in the world, both careening lower, both in recessionary territory on that trajectory, it's incredibly dangerous for the world. And it hasn't happened yet, by the way. Here's the thing. We don't frankly know what the results will be because since China emerged as an economic force a little over 20 years ago, when the bipartisan cabal of Washington, D.C., Clinton and Bush welcomed China, welcomed the Chinese Communist Party into the World Trade Organization on terms that were incredibly generous to the Chinese communists, ever since then, we have not had China in recession. So even in 08 and 09, 
when the United States had the Great Recession and the credit crisis, China powered through. Now, I think a lot of that was through accounting tricks, through nonsense and dishonest bookkeeping and massive borrowing. So a lot of it wasn't real. But the point is you had China powering through. You don't any longer. Now you have the two biggest economies in the world in concert absolutely crashing. And the consequences could be extremely dire. It could actually add to and accelerate what is already domestically a terrible situation in the United States. Okay. <clears throat> I want to, by the way, New York Times today has a massive story you think would be ripped from the pages. I think they've been watching the seminars over at the Committee on the Present Danger. By the way, there's another seminar today at one o'clock. You got to go to these seminars. They're all free, they're all online. They're unbelievable. They've got a massive piece about how China is going to choke down Taiwan, right? So the, the, these are all, these dots are all connected. The right. uh, Chinese announced overnight. And I don't want to say they're reading out of Lords of Easy Money, but they're reading out of Lords of Easy Money. They announced overnight what a trillion uh, yuan uh, infusion. They're going back to the old uh, Greenspan Federal Reserve playbook. Just flood right. the zone with massive stimulus and hope you can keep the devil away from the door. That those tanks are going to be rolled out in front of the Bank of China branches in Henan province again. That's the new Tiananmen Square. The new Tiananmen right. Square is not – that was politics. This is Lao Beijing wants their cash, right? right? So the Chinese, in a total free fall, are, they are revving up the printing presses. Now, they're clearly not the prime reserve currency, and it's a problem. The other thing about the interconnectivity, Larry Fink and that crowd on Wall Street has got us, they've got the pension funds so exposed over there, right? Yeah. Don't, don't, when you're, don't be belly right. laughing about what's happening to the China. First off, Lao Beijing is no. getting wiped out. There are allies. The CCP, the 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 the, the crooks over there running are going to do just fine if they don't get uh, they don't get overthrown. But man, we're up to our neck. The pension funds in our country are up to their neck uh, in, in this thing, Steve right. Cortez. And that's why I say exactly. the last stand of of Powell is going to be out in Jackson Hole. But g give me talk to me about what the Chinese have done overnight. And hitting, they took the big red panic button and hit it hard right. and said, hey, we need right. just, just keep it cranking up. Buy, this is all about buying time. Buy us time right. to figure this thing out. Steve Cortez. No, and listen, clearly uh, the junta in Beijing is extremely aware of just how intense and dangerous this situation is for them. They, you know, they have effectively bought the acquiescence of the Chinese people, right? The, the, the promise, effectively, the bargain, the unstated bargain with the Chinese people has been, uh, you will have no rights, you will have no freedom, you'll have no individualism, but we're going to guarantee you growth. And that's what the Chinese, the CCP, uh, has operated by on that principle, effectively, on that, on that unstated bargain for the last 20 plus years. And so when they can no longer deliver growth, they know they lose legitimacy from the Chinese people. So it's an incredibly dangerous situation. And you're right, of course, to bring the Taiwan aspect into it, because we know that despotic regimes, when they get in trouble at home, very often try uh, to lash out at external enemies or try to cause national security crises so that they can get a rally around the flag effect. And so these are such dangerous times. And to connect this back to our situation in the United States, you couldn't think of a worse time to have a doddering and corrupt commander-in-chief of the United States than right now. The world is in such a dangerous place. I would argue more dangerous than any time since just before World War II. The world has probably never, from a financial and national security aspects, has never been this dangerous as it is now since probably the 1930s. And we have, at the helm of the United States, Joe Biden, somebody who's, when he is awake, uh, has been the useful idiot, the useful tool of the Chinese Communist Party for his entire life. Somebody who is personally corrupted with tens of millions of dollars 
to his family from the Chinese Communist Party. And if the Chinese do, in fact, decide to make a move on Taiwan, um, it, it's really frightening to think that the person leading our response is going to be Joe Biden. By the way, your thing about de despotic regimes and, and looking to something rally around the flag, that's 100 percent. That was the wag the dog of the Ukraine. I mean, all this talk, it was like, you know, Zelensky's Churchill and, you know, I'm FDR and you come into the, all the Ukraine nonsense. That's what we called it at the beginning. That's just a diversion. That's a pure diversion, pure diversion from the invasion of the southern border, pure diversion from their actions that got us in this. Now, Steve, before we talk about uh, Powell and, and, and uh, you know, because everybody, they're all on the business channel. They're all waiting for Powell's words of wisdom, right? A third tier investment banker at fifth tier firms. That's what we got. Steve Mnuchin, right. thank you very much. This we got, we got a complete lightweight at the head of the Federal Reserve, but everybody's just sitting there. Wow, we got to, We're just waiting for his, you know, his the oracle of uh, of Jackson Hole to speak today. Talk to me about this: the blatant payoff in your grill of this student loan. Uh, and by the way, it's not a forgiveness. The guys that right. lent the money ain't forgiven it. It's a transfer. Right. It's a transfer to the. It's a transfer Absolutely. from La Lawrence. Lawrence Tribe tweeted it out. This wasn't Bannon. It wasn't Gateway Pundit. That jerk tweeted out. I really want to thank Biden for taking care of all my students at Harvard. He's sitting there is so great at Harvard to take care of all the students. When working class people, guys getting in trucks all day long, men and women doing these tough jobs. Right. You're underwriting this. Steve Cortez. Two thirds of American adults, Steve, do not have college degrees. And those salt of the earth, gritty working class people were just told, guess what? You're going to pay for the one third. Uh, and not even that. You're going to pay for really a tiny slice of that one third, most of whom have graduate debt because that's where the vast majority of the debt lies. So privileged people, many of whom chose to go and pursue worthless degrees, are getting a handout from Joe Biden. Now, I will at least say this, Steve, and I want to give credit to Jack Posobiec because he just tweeted this out, and he's exactly right. In terms of political payoffs, and that's what this is, it's a crass political payoff, at least the Democrats are smart enough to pay off American voters. Establishment Republicans, they pay off CEOs and defense contractors. So think about that contrast. If you're going to do power politics, and if you're going to do crass payoffs, at least the Democrats know where their bread is buttered and they're going to pay off voters. What Mitch McConnell does and establishment Republicans do is they reward the CEOs of places like Northrop Grumman. And therein lies one of the key reasons why uh, the, in America, as you often talk about, the Republicans have won election for decades while we are losing our country. That is the reality. What Cortez brings up is that most of this debts in these graduate programs, that is just it's just the woke culture. It's just getting their culture warriors of all this. woke, and these degrees are all worthless. If they weren't worthless, they'd be able to have jobs that could pay it off. The terms of these loans are not that brutal, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, everybody paid it off. Every person didn't go to school. Every Hispanic, African-American, they're screwing you in your face. If you continue to vote for it, then guess what? You're going to continue to get screwed, just like the guys in Germany. That's what democracy is about. You got an opportunity to turf them out. Just see what you see. What's your reality of your lived experience? Short commercial break. We're going to talk about the lords of easy money. They're in Jackson Hole, elite a resort, and they're going to be telling you the way the world is today. Cortez is going to break it all down for us next.
Are you feeling frustrated and powerless in the face of sky-high inflation? Well, here's what you can do about it. Now, take a minute and go to this website, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. You'll find a ready-hour, three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. It's what I call inflation-fighting food. This kit is packed with emergency meals, the kind that stay fresh for up to 25 years. And these meals not only stay fresh, they stay affordable too. That's because right now, My Patriot Supply is giving you $250 off this three-month kit. Get it, and you're guaranteed affordable meals when food prices get completely out of control. In other words, you'll lock in the affordable food for years to come. When you're ready for real preparedness, make sure to look for Ready Hour Foods from My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com and save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit. It ships fast and it ships free. Get yours now, preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Action, action, action. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. You're in the war room. Uh, so, Cortez, um, talk to me about, tell, I want the audience, because one of the things we do here, and by the way, I, I continue to say this all the time to my my uh, ever-cracked staff who, like you, is paying enormous amount of money to get these Ivy League adjacent educations that we got to figure out if they're worth anything or not, right? Um if you did a year, I went to HBS, right, and did quite well there. If you did a year in the war room, if young people, I mean this, if you watch the war room every day and you hear our economic analysis and you go to the links and you do your homework and read the other things we send out on Getter all day long and Luther, in one year, you will have a better education than going to Harvard Business School. And I say that as an honors graduate of Harvard Business School. I'm not kidding. Right. You will have a better education in business and capital markets than Harvard Business School. Remember, my grandfather only went to the third grade, but he's the best red guy I ever met. We target this show for people, regardless of their education levels formally, that are voracious readers and, and seekers of knowledge. And I don't care if you don't have a high school degree. Remember, Joe Allen doesn't have a high school degree. Now, he has a graduate degree from Boston University Theology School where Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King went. But if you're a working-class person driving a truck, and we get a lot of feedback when I do these uh, things like the summit and people come up to me. We're here to give you the inside baseball of the way the world works, the way the world works. And I commit to you, if you're a young person, you just take a year of the war room. You watch our analysis. You go to the links. You do the follow-up. Right, you will have a better education than if you went to the top business schools in this country, and I mean that because that's the way we position it. And we've got the the, the we got the brains of the guys like the Cortezes of the world and the Navars of the world, who have been in those places and done exceptionally well and 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 know how to present. Let's go uh, to explain to people why why the whole world's watching Jackson Hole. You know, a week after Liz Cheney's catastrophic defeat, why is now the world right. all, the whole financial world tuned to Jackson Hole? Sir, right. 
Well, and Jackson Hole, by the way, might be the only place in Wyoming where Liz Cheney is actually still popular. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful place, resort setting, and there's a, a central bank symposium there every year, all the top central bank officials, not just from the U.S., but from around the world. Let me point this out, too, though, before I talk about the present situation. One year ago at Jackson Hole, let's remember this, Chairman Jerome Powell got up and once again told the country, lied through his teeth, and said inflation is transitory. Okay, He either lied or he so massively missed the most obvious signs that he has no business in any job in finance, much less as chair of the Federal Reserve. So I want the audience to realize that the, the august credentials of people like Jerome Powell or Janet Yellen, uh, those credentials don't mean that they have any common sense, any intuition, any real understanding, or at least any honesty about the situation. And that is simply the reality. And by the way, regarding the credentials of Jerome Powell, uh, he is a lawyer by trade. He went to law school. He was never a trader or a banker or an economist, really. Um, it, we should have a community banker in that spot, Steve. That's who should be the chairman of the Fed, somebody who has actually lent money Amen. at the community level. There's not many community bankers left, or, unfortunately. Or, or, or somebody like you you, you. you took that great Georgetown degree. You went to the pits of Chicago, which is men only. I say that metaphorically. I mean, right. that's as tough as you can get. You get what we call street smarts in a place like the pits of Chicago, right? You learn more about what the real world sure. is about economics and capital markets in a year there than you have as 20 years as a lawyer in a white shoe law firm. Correct, Steve Cortez? No, exactly right. And, and by the way, uh, speaking of Georgetown, a place that gave you and I degrees, a place I don't think wants to claim either one of us, just as an aside, though, because this came out this morning, Georgetown is requiring its students this year to be masked. It is going to require masks of its students in class. This is will supposed you stop? to be the Hold elite. Will you, st will, you st will you stop? The Jesuits no. have done what now? By the way, you you and I went there when it was still a Catholic university. What yeah, are ish. they doing? You can't. There's a, there's not one shred of evidence. I thought the Jesuits right. were all about evidence. There's right. not one shred of evidence on the masks. Or is this performative virtue signaling? One hundred percent performative. They're going to feel very virtuous. Uh, wearing their masks. These are supposedly the smart people. This is supposedly a center of learning, um, the most you know renowned center of learning in our nation's capital, Georgetown University. And uh, there's a New York Post headline. You can check me out on this. You know, it, it's not from Babylon B, not from the Onion. They are requiring <laughs> masks of their students at Georgetown, just to let you know the mentality of you know of these folks. But but getting back to Jerome Powell, listen, uh, this speech is widely anticipated tomorrow, much more anticipated, I think, than any central bank speech that I know of. And I've been in this in the financial markets for three decades. Uh, and because there's really so much unknown about what he's going to say, because he faces a brutal choice. Now, he put himself in this position, so don't feel sorry for him, okay? The Fed, through its dereliction of duty, has put itself into a terrible corner. But here are the choices right now, effectively. You either protect capital, and capital has been wrecked so far this year. And what I mean by that is not just the stock market going down, Steve. The stock and bond markets have been going down. Not the way the world is supposed to work. Not the way asset allocation models are supposed to work. A lot of folks out there who follow the 60-40 blend, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Generally, if one side's doing poorly, the other side does better. Uh, and, and over time, you do well. Okay, And that has historically been true. This year, the 60-40 model has been decimated because of this runaway inflation that we haven't seen in more than a generation. Okay, So he either gets dovish and pulls back and says, I'm not going to raise interest rates significantly because I'm going to protect capital. Okay, But if he does that, then the other side of the equation are the masses of middle class Americans who are drowning right now, who cannot pay their power bill, who are going to have their cars repossessed, who have to make the kind of ridiculous choices that a nation of abundance should never have to make. Choices between shoes for my kid because he has holes in his current ones or pay the heating bill. 
uh, have food on the table or pay, make the car payment. Okay, this is where middle class people are and lower uh, income people are right now in America. And it could get massively worse if Jerome Powell decides to protect capital. So he's got a terrible choice to make. Now, I think he must come down on the side of protecting the masses of the middle class and capital is just going to have to suffer. I don't see any other way to have a stable, healthy society, frankly, in the United States. But it's it's really up in the air. It's, it's a coin flip as to which way he leans. And I think he's going to give us some insight tomorrow. It'll be right at the beginning of, of showtime. So, uh, you know, perhaps we'll get some yeah. uh, some insights into where he is. St- Steve, your thing last night was fantastic. Your, your getter. How do people get to your Substack? Your getter. We're going to put it up yeah. on the site. How do people get there? Please find me at Getter, very simple, uh, at Steve. I'm like Bono, just one name, at Steve. You can also find me on Twitter, at Cortez. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to uh, come back. We've got, I think we've got MTG about her second swatting. We've got Dave Bratt, more economics. We're going to talk about Taiwan. We've also got the sweeping school board victories in Texas. The mainstream media is blaming Patriot Mobile in the war room. Hey, we'll take it. All next in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.